Linux Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam. Brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux. And beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of a where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scoogie Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course. Features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number uh, 458 of the Boss Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 19th of August, 2023 at 1400 hours, 2 o'clock p.m. Left coast, Pacific coast, coast with the most. Crack engineer with pal, Ivor Molino over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Cheers, Ivor. You're fired. Mmm. A bit more of a pedestrian show for you this week, but uh, we do have some exciting games to cover, so let's get to it with our top stories. Mm. So, this week, I'm going to come clean. I'm going to, you know, that's what that's what she said. Um, I, she says, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to come clean with you. I'm going to own up to my own actions, my own irresponsible actions. I've been writing 16,000 words on average every day for the last 10 days. And in the, that requires a lot of time every day. Um, and in the, the time in between, that's not occupied by sleep, masturbation, and or, uh, you know, 
the pursuit of pornography and uh, happiness or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, the balance of that time in terms of like spare time has literally all been devoted exclusively to fucking Baldur's Gate 3, which you know, I have no regrets over. Um, the more I play the game, the more I actually really like the game. I'm like 30 hours into my main campaign, and it's just, it's everything everything I babbled about last week, and more so. So, the other thing is, this week, there weren't that many fucking games that came out uh, this week until the end of the week. Now, next week is going to be insane because we have, um... No, that'll be the end of next week, so it'll be right after um, our next episode. Um, Armored Core 6 comes out, I think. Ivor, you should have fact-checked this. You're fired! You're fired, bro! Uh, Armored Core 6 fires the Rubicon, which is one of... Yeah, August 24th. Oh, no, so this'll come out this week from Software's this is one of my favorite franchises of all time they've only made one and a half good iterations of that game um comes out on the 24th the the first one was you know mediocre the second one was phenomenal the third one fourth one I only got to see and I didn't get to play and the fifth one I didn't even know existed this is the sixth one Armored Core 6 comes out on the 24th. It's 60 bucks. Um, and I'm going, I'm gonna fucking buy it. But anyway, uh, so too much Baldur's Gate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so we have a kind of a weird show for you this week, although uh, since like what, the last three months? When have we not been fucking weird? Fucking last 10 years, when have we not been fucking weird? Right, Ivar? That's right! Arr! Uh, give me your aiming speed! Uh, we're not going to talk about um, a couple of games that I wanted to talk about this week, uh, but I'm just going to mention them here. They're not in the show notes even, not even in the rundown. Uh, On Guard was released this week. It's a little bit expensive for a four-hour game, but it was both a plus and minus for me because for those of you like listened to the show for a long time, I've been working on the same pirate game for that was supposed to take six months. I budgeted six months to make this pirate game, uh, and it was uh, you know we're only six and a half years over deadline. But that game, this game on guard, looked like they might have successfully solved and fulfilled the market niche that I had wanted to. And so there's a double edged sword there. Like at one on one hand, you're happy that someone finally made the game that you know you only wanted to make out of desperation to play the game that you wanted to make. If that makes any sense. I don't know. It's kind of sounds Einsteinian. Um but by the same token, you don't get to make the game that you want to make because someone else made the game that you wanted to make or that you were making before you could actually finish making it. Uh, I'm happy to say, well, I'm not happy to say On Guard is a pretty neat game. Um, it is not the game that I would have made, which is cool. And for what it is, apart from the fact that it's short, if you like a little rapier-based, duelist, heroic swordplay, kind of in the vein of a Mexican Prince of Persia with a really cool female protagonist and a bunch of goofy guards and interesting dynamic um, 
fight sequences in a hyper-colorful Cartoon Network-style fucking-looking world, which will kind of be a theme for this week's episode. Check out On Guard. Anyway, back to our top stories. Uh, one thing that's worth celebrating before we get to our feature, which are basically games that I have not played, and some of which I will never play. Um, but the first one of which you will need to hear about. I just got to give a shout out to uh, ProtonDB um, because they've finally added a platform selector. So when you're looking at like um, when you're looking for uh, the community's performance reports for a specific game it no longer it, it, it doesn't it used to just start with like the Steam Deck performance reports and then you had to scroll down and down and down and down and sometimes you would miss them the PC reports underneath in an endless you know blog roll this is like kind of this is very inefficient because some games actually do run on the Steam Deck that don't run on a desktop Linux system and vice versa so having a tabular interface at the top of the screen where you can see sequentially this is important for me too because like the the relevance of the information is generally heavily weighted towards the uh freshness of it so most recent first you know uh lifo um having that not be a confusing fucking steam deck review because i still do not own a steam deck um is a big fucking convenience change. And being able to just, like, click it is a really good design change. It makes the site a lot easier to use and is something you should avail yourself of. And I appreciate everything that ProtonDB and all those guys over there do. I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but, like, several weeks ago, about a month and a half ago, I got really drunk and I I jumped into their Discord and I was like, where is this where I make complaints? And I made my complaint, which was about the aggregate rating of titles that actually do not work not reflecting, they only reflect the aggregate value of all previous ratings even if the game does not work so it will retain like a gold level of compatibility, gold or platinum or whatever, even though it updates subsequent to those reviews, no matter how many more reviews get posted saying that it doesn't work those aren't weighted as much at, because just over time, more people have had time where it worked than it didn't, but now it doesn't, and so there should be something that corrects that because that—that's actually a really, and I, I you know, I, I, and they were super nice to me when I jumped on the Discord, and they were great, um, even though I was really drunk. I wasn't, like, mean or unreasonable. I was just kind of ashamed of myself because it seems like a nitpicky thing, but for me, it's one of those things, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, um, it, that really fucks with you. Like, when a game that doesn't work has a gold rating because, like, only six people have bothered to report after, like, the first, you know, 400 people over the last like, you know, two, let's say the game's three years old and it worked for the first two years, but didn't work for the last one year and still doesn't work. There's not going to be enough people to degrade that gold ranking to the Borked that it should be. 
But anyway, so having so all, all these kudos to the Proton DB team. I know it's not an easy thing to solve, but I, I, any improvements that they make on the site, it's you know a stitch in time saves nine. I mean, like when they you know add a tiny little feature like this, it's a big thing for the community, especially for. Um, people who buy a lot of games. That's the only other top story I have. And actually, I almost forgot to mention this. Next week, we will have our 2,000 games purchased episode. I was unaware until this morning that we, that I, my account has crossed the 2020 line in fact, I think it's up to 2023 because I bought uh, a couple more games last night. Um, and we're going to do another episode either next week or the week after that, depending on how Armored Core 6 shakes out. Uh, similar to the one we did for the first thousand games. Um, I'm just so excited. I could not believe that 2000... Man, it gets faster and faster. The time keeps on slipping into the future, and uh, we keep buying more and more games at a faster and faster rate as compatibility with Linux, you know, which seems to have stagnated in the last, like maybe this last fiscal quarter. But um, yeah, we got some games that that run for you this week. That's based on with the feature. These are games. We're, I think we're calling it games I haven't played, but I don't know. It might we might just call it. Uh, Fucking bomb rush, uh, uh, cyberfunk, because that's what we'll be talking about for the majority of the duration of the rest of this episode. So buckle up, motherfuckers! Time to get those fucking inline skates, not rollerblades. Time to get your deck, not a skateboard. Time to get. I don't know what the what the slang for BMX bikes is, but yeah, here we go. Oh my god. It's Bolivians. Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. Bolivians! Shit. Also, forgot to mention, happy birthday to, uh... Uh, one of my best friends, uh, Jojo Kimon Kendall, who's helped out on the show before. Um, yeah. Fucking soon we'll be out amidst the cold world strife. Soon we'll be sliding down the razor blade of life. Yeah, it's a little late. A little late for the volcanoes. Um, and also, congratulations to uh, friend of the show, BPR Blaster, with his new badass 17,000 watt solar array and battery system. Uh, we've been experiencing some weather out here. It's very, I mean, it's never going to rain here. It rained for like one 20 minute gush yesterday. And then I saw the biggest rainbow I've ever seen in my entire life. And then one of the best skies I've seen in 20 years. Um, and that 20 minutes of rain was a big fucking deal out here. Uh, hopefully we'll get some more and hopefully we won't get fucking crushed. But global warming, you know, you sow the, sow the wind, you reap the whirlwind. Um, so our feature this week, games that I haven't played. We're gonna start with a game that I actually have played 
now. I've only got like an hour into it. Uh, for fans of the Sega Dreamcast Classic, which is a fucking, it's a very limited, it's a limited number of titles and a limited, therefore a very limited pool of people. But if you remember the great game Jet Set Radio and Jet Grind Radio, was it Jet Set or Jet Grind? I can't remember. Mm. A spiritual sequel that has long been awaited by fans of that inline skating, tagger, street culture, cel-shaded, uh, hyperactive combo, racing, uh, Tony Hawk-esque, but with inline skates, um, free roam exploration style, pseudo-free roam, uh, pseudo-sandbox adventure game of tricking and tagging and doing tricks while tagging and tagging while doing tricks. Um, we've long waited for a game that could live up to the legacy of, of Jet Set Radio. And uh, yeah, one has yet to appear. Closest in recent proximity other than Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is fucking really cool, but I have some issues with. Um, but it, it I only have 45 minutes in the game, so, and this is not like a first impression, this is just a capsule fucking thoughts on this. Um, the, the only other game that, like, has, like, this kind of cool shit with the cell shading graphics and stuff is Rodeo! I'll stick you up and I'll take you home! Rodeodrome! Rollerdrome! Uh, but this game has some of the best fucking choreography I've ever seen. Some of the coolest, uh, cel-shaded, uh, uh, character models and environments. Got a funny, cartoony kind of sense of humor. Um, futuristic dance-based street culture built around tagging on bikes, inline skates, and BMX bikes, each of which have their own um, special uh, what do you call it? They have their own special type of dash ability, but it doesn't matter. We, we, we're, not, we're not here to get into the guts, except for one thing. I don't know if I misremember Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind Radio. I can't remember which, which whatever it was called. But this game, unlike that game, if I'm correct, I can't remember. It's been like fucking 28 years. So I was 17. So, that, you know, whatever. That was like fucking 26 years ago. Mm. That game, you actually had to land tricks. In this game, landing tricks is not so much of a problem. Like, you don't, like, there's one button to do a vertical forward you know, flip somersault and you will always land it. Um, took me a while to figure out how to manual on the skateboard. I don't know if you can manual on the rollerblades, which are by far my favorite because this game is not Tony Hawk, but it is fast paced and you generate super huge combos, evidently, and finding the best line through these free to explore areas is super fun and then just fucking dancing and watching people dance. Dialogue 
is not full voice acting, but it is occasionally so bad that it is hilarious. The story makes zero sense, and the tagging and the art style of the game overall are just phenomenal, and it feels good to play it. Um, You'll hear more as I play more of it. So that's like the only game on this list that I've actually played. Now, and uh, Bomb Rush Cyber cyberfunk is on the expensive side, but it is a game that like theoretically it looks like you can play for forever and so far the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive 1861 yeah, it is a little expensive, it's 40 bucks it's $39.99 and that's just the full price so maybe wait till it goes on sale or support an indie developer who's turned out really kick-ass uh, a really kick-ass, kind of unique but spiritual successor to the much beloved by like 12 people, including myself, Jet Set Radio, including myself, meaning also people who can't remember if it was Jet Set or Jet Grind Radio. And I wore Molina, who's fired for not fact checking that before winning the rundown. Now, to our most important game of this week Forza Horizon 5 is having a free weekend so by the time this gets posted in about an hour so like 1500 hours uh, Pacific Coast time like 5 o'clock uh, uh, 3 o'clock Pacific Coast time ish around there um, you will have like 30 hours I think left let's see let's take a look to play Forza Horizon 5 um, for free it's a long download. It's 128 gigabytes. I mean, it took me five seconds, but yeah, one day and 24 hours. And one day and 20 hours. So 44 hours. By the time you hear this voice, you will experience the sound of the ambassador's bone melting. Now, uh, so 44 hours from now. So 43 hours from now, by the time this is posted, uh, you can play, you can download and play Forza Horizon 5 for free. I got it to run easily. Um, I think I just switched to Proton Experimental. But I have not played the actual game yet, and I won't, because it requires an Xbox account login on top of your Steam login. It works. That part works. I mean, I don't remember my Xbox account credentials and I don't care to fucking find them and I am also resistant in this extra step I hate it when fucking games like insist on having their own dedicated I mean they get the same metrics the same everything and the same authentication and everything from just letting steam do it but they you know so I have not played Forza Horizon 5 but I have even better news for you Top of the free weekend, and it seems to run right now. The reports on Proton DB, I think it's ranked as like a silver, but you know, it it seemed to run for me. I don't know if the actual game 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 itself actually runs, or if Xbox will even actually authenticate. But I'm not having many problems. Like I mean, like uh, Sea of Thieves, which remembers my Xbox credentials. I don't know why it doesn't pull it from Steam. Like, fuck you. Why, why, why? I'm only a controller. Why do I have to fucking drop the controller and jump on the keyboard to enter my fucking Xbox password when all this could be... Anyway, you, you understand my frustration. And it's an older game, sir, but... Anyway, also notable about Forza Horizon 5 is that 
Um, Forza, Forza Horizon 5. Sorry, my missing tooth is making me this. It's 50% off now through August 31st at $29.99. Lots of people really love this game, and I love racing games. I'm not going to buy this game just because... I mean, that's how much it pisses me off that, you know, and I'm not going to buy it at half off, not full price, not any price, uh, just because of the Xbox long thing. And I don't really have that much time to play, to devote and fall in love with a fucking game that's you know, going to be four years old in another couple of months. Uh, not that that's or three years old in another couple of months. Not that that's a bad thing. Game looks incredible, but like, fuck you. Now, also in terms of games that I have not and will not actually fucking play ever. Because if you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know me. I hate scary. I don't like anything scary. I'm the biggest fucking pussy when it comes to scary. And I especially hate scary in video games. I can't stand scary movies. I can't stand trailers for scary movies. And when I say scary, my de- you have to remember that my definition of scary is like one one billionth more time sensitive than like because you might be able to like watch like poltergeist and like be able to sleep like you know maybe like if you're really scary scared if you get really spooked out and you're like 12 or whatever you might be able to sleep in a you know week or a month i never sleep again like seriously, people have a very hard time understanding this about me. Like it's one of the reasons why I have not been playing so much more of um, Aliens: Dark Descent because the game actually is really scary. It really scares me. Um, playing fucking, I quit. I never beat uh, fucking Aliens: uh, Isolation. Why? Because the game eventually broke my mind with being too fucking scary. Like seriously, I'm a mega pussy. So one of the scariest movies from my childhood and one of the most influential scarring experiences of my formative years was with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre which has now evidently been spun off into a survival horror video game making, combining a fucking quadrumvirate of fucking things that I absolutely hate like scary games I hate more than scary movies but scary movies that really fucked me up as a child inside of a game with the imposition of survival horror and you get to play as both sides you can play as the slaughter family or you can play as their victim and hunt them down it sounds like a fucking nightmare to me but uh, people seem to like it Texas Chainsaw Massacre is $39.99 and then we have one other Just it's not even going to be in the show notes but before I get out of here I just gotta say Call of Duty launched a quote-unquote game on Steam this week that is just called Call of Duty. This would make it, I think, I tried to look this up, but I got I got so confused because I because this, this Call of Duty is not actually Call of Duty, it's actually Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, but it's also a hub for all of the other Call of Duty latest sequels and iterations and fucking what would you call it um, thrashed out used uh, to borrow a line from Baldur's Gate 3 a game I much admire and very much enjoy it so far 
uh, this week and imbibe deeply of is been knocked around fucking harder than a fucking clown in a tragedy um so it's like got like it's evidently like a hub for all these other used bullshit ideas that you know are just fucking sequelitis made into like a monumental tower of uh, you know, Tower of Babel fucking construct, but it also seems to be offering these games that, that, it's just ridiculous it, it looks like they're trying to sell them as software as a service <laughs> like you can buy like whatever you want in any one of the games that you want, so it's like difficult to tell if like there's a new game in this or what or if they're starting from zero for I think the third time, this would be the third reboot of the entire Call of Duty and it's not like every one of their games isn't already just a fucking reboot of the last game that they made with it's fucking horrendous I mean you know I've had some fun I mean I love the I love uh, Modern Warfare 2 and uh, I like Modern Warfare uh, I don't remember if I played Modern oh shit you see I'm getting it confused so like Call of Duty Modern Warfare those three major franchises it's so confusing and now they release this thing that like you can buy like credits on but I don't even know what they're doing and I'm not investigating it because I'm sure that it does not work on Linux but really fucking Christ man what are you doing making people pay 60 bucks and then selling every individual object via microtransaction on top of that that is where the industry at least in Call of Duty's fucking magnificent uh, golden audience capture based eye um, from 20 years of brainwashing fucking their mind controlled fans with exactly a perfect metered amount of quote unquote original new gameplay and story um, and then relying on the multiplayer and not even fucking updating their engines and not updating their models and just selling you the same exact thing though they can charge you for it again even though it costs them one fiftieth of the amount of money to make the new thing one would and it's going to be stupider than the other thing it might be prettier but it'll be stupider and it won't be much prettier um yeah like, what the fuck? Man, I'm sorry, but Call of Duty... Like, for real, it's just like fucking... And the reason why they don't change, and the reason why they don't change the, the franchise, you know, just slap another name on it, give some different dialogue, twist the story a little bit, or whatever, because there's never a story. It's point-to-point fucking combat, and then it's multiplayer. Um, and I like the multi... You know, Modern Warfare 2 is fucking awesome. Um, but a wee bit a little bit old, um, 20 years on, the reason they don't change the name to something else is because they need the branding because they have fucking perfectly metered out, and this has been true for 20 years now, the exact amount of playtime, even with multiplayer, that every player will endure before they become desperate for a sequel that is exactly the same using basically the same engine with just a couple of improvements that they can resell at full price with the just a little bit of fucking little bit of story added to it that salts the same fucking repetitive goddamn gameplay. Some of them are great. I'm a big fan 
I'm a big fan of, you know, back in the day when it was original and fucking amazeballs and innovative. But Jesus Christ, when you're so wedded to your name to make money from your slavish fucking fans, I mean, it's just like the, it's like the zenith of fucking, you know, triple A dev publisher fucking arrogance and, and audience capture. I mean, I, actually, I'm misusing that 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 term. Audience capture usually means when the producer of something is held hostage by the demands of their audience. This is the other way around. They've manufactured this so that they have their audience as slaves. And it's not something that should be supported in my humble opinion. I'm not going to judge anyone who plays it on whatever platform. Just not going to run on Linux. That's the other thing that makes me hate them. Um, I'm sure that, like, you know, if I could get a taste of that sweet, sweet fucking 23-year-old gameplay style fresh with, like, hot new graphics and super gore and, you know, automatic weapons and hoorah and Soap McTavish and Sneaky Beaky and yeah, so I hate to end on a dark note like that, but we we check out. Uh, we have some. I mean, we had some good stuff here. The best game, you know. Again, I try not to get too negative uh, for the most part on this podcast because it's called the best Linux game podcast, not the most depressing fucking game industry news cast. Um. But we have some great games. I mean, and fucking Forza 5. Like, I mean, apart from my own... I mean, it's a real... Just It just really pisses me off. And I know it sounds petty and stupid, and it probably is petty and stupid. But, I mean, I'm like, if the game were brand new, I would totally fucking dig up my Xbox credentials or whatever and put them in there or sign up for new ones or whatever I have to do. But this game is going to be three years old, and I'm like, you know, fuck it. So those are two. Those are the only two negative ones. But then you got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which a lot of people seem to like, and has I think a pretty uh, good working rating on ProtonDB. As I last I checked last night, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, but Bomb Rush Cyberfunk runs great, and it's a little expensive. But you want to play a really great indie title that isn't super original, but does have its absolutely own unique twist and um, sense of originality and uh, gameplay improvements over a as in the form of a spiritual sequel developed by an independent developer much beloved franchise, you know, blah you like Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind Radio or whatever you will like Bomb Rush Cyberfunk um, and it's 40 bucks, so like that's money well spent pay for freedom, not for slavery and then, uh, oh yeah, if you haven't heard about this game called Baldur's Gate 3, you might want to go get it. And then, uh, yeah, Forza, Forza Horizon 5. So we got some, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We got a little something for everyone this week. I will catch you next week, hopefully with great news about Armored Core 6. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. Let me
gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.